Yikes. Okay, whoa, okay. Whoa, whoa. Hold, hold on here. Hold on here. Uh, sixth graders, I'm going to help you guys because I, I love every single grade in junior high I love, so I'm going to help you out a little bit. Uh, when I say, uh, where are the new sixth graders, uh, you guys have to be like kind of like a little louder because we have to let the seventh and eighth graders know like how old they are and that you guys are like young, fun, and exciting. So when I say... Where are the sixth graders? Like, I need the loudest, like, craziest, over-the-top sound that you've ever heard in your entire life. Ready? Where are my sixth graders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are very welcomed in junior high. I'm very happy you're here. Where are the brand-new uh, seventh graders? Yeah. And they're finally here. The, hey, you're here. Hey, you. I love you, dude. No, not you. The guy in front of you. You. Dude, I'm so stoked you're here. All right, enough about that. Where are the oldest ones in the room, the real, like the real mature, like, the, like you know, they've learned some stuff, like they don't smell as bad. Uh, where are the... Uh, Eighth graders. Good, 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 good. So your very first week in junior high, and this room obviously is very different for you sixth graders. Uh, you know, you don't have couches and candy. Uh, you don't have, you know, laid back people who are, you know, fun and covered in tattoos. You don't have lip sync battles. Like, you guys are in the best possible place you can be. You are in the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the family. Say it loud and proud. You are in J-H-M. Oh, yeah, baby! So there's a couple things that are different about junior high ministry that I want to let you know about. Uh, they're very small, but they are also very important. Here's the first thing that is a little different about junior high. Every week I tell you guys to bring your Bibles to church. I think that all good stuff comes out of the Bible. So in junior high, obviously bring your Bible. I have my Bible. And if you don't have a Bible, 7th and 8th graders, what happens if you don't own a Bible? What do I say? Yeah, I'll buy you a Bible, which is totally true. If you don't own a Bible, 6th graders... Let me know. I'll get you a Bible that you'll love, like, forever. It'll be the best thing ever. But for those of you who you forget your Bible, that's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Maybe for you it'll be easier to get onto your phone. Now, listen, I'm on my phone, like, a lot. I like to Instagram pictures of myself. I like to Instagram pictures of my baby boy, my child, Beckett. I know. I know. He's cute. I like to Instagram pictures of, sometimes, scenery or animals. Uh... I'm always posting something, but I also like to read the Bible on my phone, and I thought to myself, wouldn't it be nice in junior high, like these mature sixth graders that are here, wouldn't it be nice if they have the opportunity to pull out their phones and get into God's word using their phone? Well, I think the answer to that is yes. So if you have a phone that allows you to have apps, please download the Bible app. Talk to your parents first. Make sure they're okay with it. But I'm telling you, they're going to be for you having the Bible on your phone. And here's another thing. 
in junior high, and the seventh and eighth graders know this already, in junior high, we're about something really big, okay? This is what we're about. We want to make sure that every student in junior high, every single one, has a person who knows them and a place that they can belong. You're going to see it right here on the screen. You will hear this all the time throughout your years in junior high ministry. If you're an eighth grader, hopefully you have found a person that knows you in a life group or in student leadership. Hopefully in junior high, you found a place that you can belong. But our hope is that every single student has that. If you're here, even if you're here for the very first time, not just sixth grade, you know, you came from Port Mariner, is here for the first time. Even if you're here for the very first time, our hope is that you find a person who knows you, someone that knows your name, and a place you can belong. That's why we have great leaders. If you're an adult in the room who's awesome, why don't you just stand up so we can give you a huge hand. Go ahead, leaders. Go ahead. Stand up. Boom, boom, boom. You see all that? Bam. Boom. Right over there. All right? So we have incredible leaders in junior high. You will always see them. We take very good care of them, but they help to make sure that everybody is known and has a place to belong in junior high. So I thought to myself, self, I'm in the shower by the way at this point. I'm in the morning, I'm thinking self, all my best thinking happens there. I'm thinking, what should I teach these brand new sixth graders? What should we talk about on our very first Sunday together. What's the thing that if I leave them with that, like it'll help set them on a path of awesomeness in junior high. Here are what I like to call the tips of your junior high life. The tips of your junior high life. You're going to see it here on the screen. So if you are a note taker, please feel free to take notes because I have a few tips for you about your junior high life. Now, every week, we will do something just like this. We roll through the screen, we take notes, you can keep your notes, awesome stuff happens. And I thought, some of the best tips for a junior high kid, well, I think they come from a guy named Jesus. I actually think Jesus was the best junior higher ever. Like, I think he was the perfect junior higher. And you might think, well, Justin, you're crazy. The ink in your arms have gone to your brain. We don't know what it was like for Jesus when he was in junior high. You're right. But you know what we do know about Jesus? We knew that Jesus started doing ministry when he was 30 years old. So he started being a pastor and traveling around and meeting people when he was 30 years old. It's very old. It's how old I am. And he did that ministry, meeting people, traveling around. He did that for how long? Three years. Now, during that three years, just like your three-year stay in junior high, he gave us incredible examples of how to live during three years of incredible ministry. And I think that is what makes him the best junior higher, because he gets how to do things in three years, big things. I believe you guys can do really big things in three years. So I came up with, there's a few tips that I think Jesus was all about that will help you be incredible in junior high. Here is number one. Make sure in junior high you fling your poop. Make sure you fling your poop. I mean, you guys got to get your poop. You guys got to fling it all over the place. No, 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 I know, I know, I know. You're thinking, you're thinking this guy's crazy. This guy's nuts. He's lost his mind. So, 
When I was in Africa, I just got back from Africa. I was in Africa for about, oh, like 10 days. And one of the days that I was in Africa, I went on a crazy, awesome African safari. Okay, it was, it was actually a lot of fun. And we got to drive through Africa, through the safari, not a building as far as the eye could see. And we saw animals, and we were debriefing how the trip went, and it was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. And far off in the distance, maybe not too far, but far enough, I saw this enormous hippopotamus, okay? Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a hippopotamus. They're not fun like hungry, hungry hippos. They're huge, and they are violent, okay? So it's pretty far away. But he's whipping his tail around, like, super fast, like, tails going everywhere. And I turn to the guy who's leading our safari. His name is Pablo. And I say, Pablo, Pablo, I know that name's funny, I guess. I say, Pablo, why is that hippopotamus swinging his tail around everywhere? And Pablo says, well, it's because he's flinging his poo. I said, whoa, 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 Pablo, did I hear you right? He, he's flinging his poo? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's flinging his poo everywhere. I'm like, Pablo, why would he do that? And he said, well, hippos, they have to make their mark wherever they are. Like, they have to make sure. Oh, here's actually a really good example of this. That is a hippopotamus. This is going to be really gross. I've never seen this video. exactly what I saw. And do you know why a hippo flings their poo everywhere to leave their mark? So that people know that he was there. You know what I love about Jesus? Jesus, he was always leaving his mark places. Like if you read the Bible, read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, every time Jesus would go to a city, people would be like, oh my gosh, Jesus is coming. Because we, and they've heard about the things that Jesus was doing. Whenever he would meet people, he would always leave his mark healing them or praying for them or, or helping them. Whenever Jesus would go with his friends places, he was always being friends to other people, including people, helping them feel like they belonged. Jesus was always leaving his mark wherever he went. So here's a question you guys need to think about. How are you guys going to leave your mark in junior high? You know, eighth graders, this is easy. You guys, eighth graders, have one year left to do something big. Sixth graders, like, you have, like, a couple years to, like, figure out what you're going to do. And here's the best part. You can start doing it right now. You know, for instance, who in here is, like, the most outgoing, crazy, over-the-top, okay? You guys, you guys, you guys would be perfect for our welcome team. It's something we do in student leadership. It's like the best thing ever. Who in here plays an instrument? Who, who plays an instrument? You guys would be perfect for our junior high band. I think having students up there doing the band is maybe the most important thing ever. And we get to do it every single week because we want to see students make their mark in junior high. We believe in making your mark, so make sure you fling your pool all over the place in junior high. Here's number two. Number two, open the book. Open the book. Now, here's the thing. In junior high, you're going to learn the Bible in a very different way. 
You know, when you were in Port Mariners with all of, you know, the kids, you were learning a lot of good information. You were learning stories, and you were learning uh, things that people did. You were learning names of people. You were learning a whole lot of stuff when you were in junior high. But here's the best thing about junior high now. In junior high now, you get to actually figure out how you want to put, like, handles on all the stuff that you've been learning. Doesn't that sound like fun? All the things you've been learning for years, you get to now put that into practice. Like, you get to go and serve people, and you get to go and do stuff. Like, not just little things. Like, we had a couple students who were in Mexico yesterday serving. That is what you get to do in junior high. There's some of our eighth graders who are back there in the back. They're awesome. Now, here's the thing I love. As you learn new incredible things, it's going to be made personal to you. I thought to myself... I should have someone share a personal moment of something they've learned during their time as a follower of Jesus. So I called up my friend Kristen. I said, hey, Kristen, could you share a little something that maybe has made a big impact on you that you could share with the students and something that they could learn and how it could make a big impact on them? And she said, absolutely, because Kristen is awesome. So please welcome up my very good friend, your very good friend, Kristen Carter. Hey, everybody, again. Um, okay, so I have a question for you real quick. Has anyone ever felt like the, that things in life are so hard that it just feels like waves are crashing on you? Like, and you're just like, I don't even know what to do, and I feel like I'm going to drown? Yeah, like, I, I've been there, too. And um, I'm there a lot sometimes. And in junior high, actually, it was the first time I ever opened my Bible, which was absolutely incredible. I was actually sitting here, like on a weekend service, not here, here, but the church I went to. And they put Bibles underneath our chairs. And the pastor said, open to Matthew 2.46. And so I opened my Bible, and I actually figured it out by myself. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got it. This is crazy. And I didn't have family that went to church, and I had to figure out the whole Jesus thing by myself. And so when I went into high school, I actually became a follower of Jesus. I said, yes, God, you are the Lord and my Savior. And um, I started reading this Bible after I did that. And I started reading it over and over and over. I read the New Testament mostly because it's something that I could understand. Then I started reading the Old Testament. And my story actually today has to do with a passage in the Old Testament in Exodus 14. Uh, does anybody know the story of the Israelites? And they went through the wilderness, right? And they came out of slavery in Egypt. And they came through the wilderness to get to the promised land. And there was this thing um, in the middle of the promised land, this miraculous thing that happened, right? And Moses led them to the place called the Red Sea. Have you guys familiar with the Red Sea? What did Moses do with the Red Sea? Yeah, you in the back. He split it. Yes, he did. Okay, but here's the deal. Before that happened, um, the Israelites and everybody were afraid. They were going, they, they approached this huge sea and they were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Because we came to like a dead end and all the Egyptians are going to, they're coming after us right now. They're like racing down this hill and they're going to put us back into slavery. And they asked Moses, what should we do? And Moses says this. He says, Exodus 14, 13 and 14, he says, Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. And 
This is incredible, you guys, because this is exactly right before Moses parted the sea. He told the Israelites, stand firm because God's going to come through. And I think sometimes in life there's things that happen that feel like waves are crashing on us. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Do I run away? Do I, you know, do something that I'm tempted to do because I don't know what else to do? And, and God's saying, stand firm. And he's saying, hey, I got this. Like, just have faith in me and listen to me and read my words and let me, let, like, know what I have for you. This is so good. And um, so I just wanted to share that with you because there's certain times in my life where I have different areas in Scripture that I look at. And um, I open my Bibles because I want to hear God's voice over everyone else's because God's voice should be the loudest one. And so that's all. It's really exciting. You know, what's the takeaway for you guys? That there's going to be stuff you learn in junior high that will change your life. Why? Because God is in the business of changing lives. That's what, what makes God so good. And my eighth graders, they could probably speak to how camps and life groups and experiences here on the weekends has changed their life in some way. Sixth graders, you are on the very beginning of that journey. And you will see God move in your lives in immensely big, gigantuanly huge ways. And I can't wait to see that myself. It's going to be really good. So make sure you, like Kristen, like myself and the other leaders here, open the book. And here's number three. Be bold. Now here's the thing I love about junior hires. They are the most bold people of all. Last year, when the sixth graders jumped up, I asked a student who was here at the last service. Uh, he's a seventh grader now. Uh, his name's Jacob. I asked him to, you know, do a thing that was completely crazy. I told him, hey, there's a wedding over there at the chapel. Why don't you go find the bride and the groom and take a selfie with them? And he thought... Uh, well, I thought I was just joking, you know, kind of talking like an adult and being crazy. He thought I was being serious. So he went and found the you know, newly married couple uh, who he's never met before in their entire lives on their wedding day and asked to take a selfie with them, which I'm sure every married you know, new couple wants a junior hire getting a selfie with them. So he was bold. But, you know, what does it look like to be bold like Jesus was bold? Well, Jesus was bold in this way. He would be walking through life, and he would come to a place and look at someone you. And he would say, hey, you, come follow me. Like, no, no, no. I know you're a fisherman. I know you're a tax collector. I know the stuff that you used to do, but I'm Jesus, and I want you to come follow me. That is how bold Jesus is. He's bold enough that if you think, well, how should I be bold? You're able to look at Jesus who, who's willing to go to anyone and say, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, you're invited to this thing. And, and we're going to learn a lot about how Jesus dealt with people. But, but one of the things that I want you to learn before anything else was that Jesus was bold. He didn't look at people on the outside and judge them. He looked at people on the inside and he loved them. He didn't look at people and say, oh, no, no, these are the reasons you can't be included. He looked at people and said, no, 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 you'll never be excluded. That's how bold Jesus was. That's how bold you guys, my students. There's no one who is more proud of my junior high students than me, this guy. Because I see you do bold things all the time. And sixth graders, that is what you're coming into. 
you're coming into a family of people who are bold in big ways all the time, and I love that about you. This is what junior high will be about. You will make your mark in junior high. You will open the book, and you will get and read and learn, and things will be personal to you in very big ways, and you will be bold because I know you can be bold, and I can't wait to see it. And luckily, there are a lot of great leaders here who can't wait to see it either. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray over all of you. Because one of the things we do in junior high is we pray. And sometimes we just pray, and it's a prayer. And every prayer is significant. But sometimes we do big, more significant prayers. Like we have a bigger moment. And right now, we're going to have one of those big moments. I'm going to teach you what a big junior high moment feels like. Sorry, I just kicked your foot. What a big junior high moment feels like. Because this is who you are now. And then we're going to go into a thing called breakout groups, which I'm going to explain in a second. But this is what I'm going to ask you to do. In junior high, once in a while, we pray in a very big way. So this is what I'll ask you to do. Hold out your hands just like this. Now, this is not anything weird. There's no magic to this. There's nothing odd about it. This is our way of saying to God, God, if you have something that you want to say to us, we are listening and we're ready to receive whatever it is. Very simple stuff. So, hold out your hands. Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, you love your kids. You love every single one of them. You made every single one just the way you wanted them. And we are starting a brand new journey together. It is going to be a lot of fun. But God, we want to do it with you. So, JHM is awesome. But you know what's more awesome? Jesus, your son, who loves us and cares for us, and we matter very much to him. Let us have a great start of a new year of junior high. God, we cannot wait to see what you are going to do this year in our lives. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right. One of the things we do at the end of every single service is something called breakout groups. Now, let me explain what a breakout group is. At the end of every service, you... In your grade, so like 8th graders and 7th graders and 6th graders, will get together separated by gender, and you will spend a little time talking about what we just spent time talking about in here. Now listen, you might not get to every question, and that's okay. Make sure you take a moment to connect with one another. So 7th and 8th graders, you know what to do. Split up, you know, do your thing. Sixth graders, I want you guys up here, girls on this side, and the boys are going to be on this side. So, split up, go, go, go.